With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Here is the sports editor for the Omaha World Herald, Sam McEwen. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Sam McEwen. Ah, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna throw the ball, and you just stand back there and throw as where you want to go. You know that kind of thing. Sam McEwen. Are you guys going? Um, sure. Now, Sam McEwen. Snap back. Give it off to Grant. Leans. He didn't make it. It's going to be third and goal. Boy, we had a goal line stand by Nebraska's defense. Illinois trying to duplicate that. So the ball. No, now the hands go up. It's a touchdown for Grant. My goodness, what a delayed call. Zone read. Take the hand off. Harburg's got it. 20, 15, 10, 5, dive, touchdown, Nebraska. Kicking off hour number two with our friend Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Sam, how are you this morning? Good. How are you guys doing? Sam, great to hear from you. Um, I don't know if I can say good though because of uh, how how the Bears have been looking. I don't know. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm not feeling 22 like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift right now. I'm feeling down in the dumps. Yeah, it's it, uh, so I'm married into a Browns family. So yesterday was a pretty cool day for us. Um, so not we that cool for me, Sam. But all right. <laughs> I know. I know. So it's pretty cool stuff for for us. Yesterday, we we get to we get to enjoy two teams at the same time, right? So the Bears were playing at the same time. So yeah, like I, I mean the Bears the Bears aren't very good, and their offense is is terrible, and and now their quarterbacks hurt. And you know you have to decide whether whether you want to you know kind of play for um, the draft pick and and go ahead and and get uh, you know uh, Caleb Williams or Shadur Sanders or. Drake May, one of the three, I suppose. Or Michael Penix, if that's what you want. I don't think he's a top ten pick, but, you know, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Or you can uh, you can try to make a push for the playoffs. I, I mean, I, I really don't think the Bears are going to make the playoffs. So I think, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we'll, win a, we'll win a couple of games along the way, I'm sure. But I'm excited about the Browns, too. Because, uh, you know, they're, um, they have a legitimate chance to win their division. And to make a run in the playoffs, they, they really, really do. Their defense is that good, so it, it was a mixed, 
bag on Sunday for me. Sam, do you believe in the empty threats that Caleb Williams will only play for five teams and five teams only? I do, yep. So you don't think he'll end up being a Chicago Bear then? Because that, that team obviously no, wasn't on the list. Right. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, you know, Caleb Williams, it depends on whether the Bears are able to, to um, you know, get, get, get the ball moving on a stadium and, you know, get, get out to the suburbs and play in the dome. I think if that happens, then the conversation will change really quickly. Um, I don't know. You know, Caleb Williams could probably do that if he wants to. Uh, that's kind of the way that, that professional sports is working. It, it doesn't, it, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to fit exactly the way he wants, but there's a lot of players that, that think they play in the NBA now and, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, imagine their, 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 own, their ability to sort of shape uh, and their trajectory. And very few players have been able to pull it off, but Caleb Williams might be able to do it. John Elway did it, uh, and uh, Eli Manning did it. So, and they won Super Bowls, so maybe Caleb Williams will get what he wants. Sam, do you do you think Caleb Williams is aware that if he wants to be drafted number one overall, that he's going to go to a pretty bad franchise? <laughs> I do. Yep, I do. I, mean, I think he knows that. You know, I for sure. I, I think you got to get what I mean, though. Um, like, it, it's not like he's going to yeah. go to a great franchise, going where he's going to go, right? Like, that's just not an option. No, it's not. And 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 again, you know, he. You know some some of the some of the teams that uh, that he wants to play for aren't aren't necessarily great. <laughs> you know the Vikings are <laughs> are two and four, um, so I don't know. I mean we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean he he's in a he's a he's in a situation. Uh, the Giants are awful too, right? So um, you know he's he's in a situation where he's surrounded by yes people. Um, his coach is kind of a baby, uh, and so like <laughs> he is, he is. He's not a great, wrong he's there. A really good mind, but he is. I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure how long I'm going to do this, and the whole thing, just the whole thing with what's going on out there. He's a great coach, but but he's got a weird kind of you know, keep your own future kind of vibe too. So you know, we'll see what Caleb Williams decides to do. But I think eventually he's going to be in a place uh, where they win a lot of. You know, he's not going to the 49ers. That's dumb so you know like they'll figure it out eventually and 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 i'm sure he'll acquiesce to you know just to some team or another that maybe isn't perfect the perfect fit but um you know i don't know why he wants to go play for giants i have no idea that (laughs) That one's wild to me too (laughs) yeah it's just so i think a lot of that's just based on sort of childish impulses and you know that stuff will will eventually go away and, and uh you know he's a great player he had a bad game on Saturday, but uh, but he's a great player and and uh, he will he will be very very good in the in in the in the pros. Sam, not much to talk about uh, Nebraska game wise this past week, and we'll get into a few things with with coach recruiting and um, the second half of their season in, in a hot sec. But I I kind of have a two part question here for you first. How much did this weekend's Big Ten West college football slate give you confidence? No opponent on the schedule can be given the early win against Nebraska. Yeah, I mean. I, I, I went into the weekend with confidence in that anyway. Mm. Um, Maryland didn't change that. I mean, I, 
I have a pretty good sense of what Maryland's going to be when it rolls in here on November 11th, and it's going to be a beat-up team. That's been the M.O. for Maryland. Their their record in November is terrible. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but they're not good in November. They And you kind of saw it against Illinois. You know, the, Maryland is still working on the physicality piece, you know, the what it takes to, to win, to play in the league week in and week out and, and match the physical challenge. Um, I think at least one of the teams from the West Coast 4 is going to be that way too. I don't know which one it's going to be. Um, I think UCLA's built some toughness, but there could be something there too. So, you know, Maryland's still getting there. It's still in a lot of ways, even though it's been in the league for nine years, feels like an ACC program. And I thought they, they kind of took it to the chin a little bit against Illinois. Illinois is not very good, but they're, they're more physical than Maryland. Mm-hmm. And so Nebraska will have a physical advantage when Maryland comes uh, to Lincoln. They won't have a skill advantage by any means, but they'll have a physical advantage. You know, the team that actually controls its destiny, and this is sort of goofy because they don't really control their destiny, but what they technically do is Minnesota. Um, you know, now they, I think they still got to play Ohio State, so again, it's sort of silly to, to project it that way. But, but uh, if Minnesota won out, I think they would win the West because they have all the teams left that, that, that need to be played. Um, and but presuming that Minnesota loses to Ohio State, which I think is a pretty good presumption, <laughs> Nebraska controls its destiny. They, they they control the whole thing. So if they win out and Minnesota does what everyone expects them to do, which is lose to Ohio State, Nebraska wins the West. So there's there's no reason for them to look at this and go, we're just trying to shuffle along. I mean they can they can look at this schedule and say if we do everything we're supposed to do and we win every single game. We're going to be in Indianapolis, and I don't think there's any particular reason for them to be afraid of anybody. That doesn't mean they're going to win every game, and it doesn't even mean they're going to win any of their games. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to be afraid of anybody they're going to play, and 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 they'll get Iowa late in the year. We'll see what Iowa is then um, versus what they are um, at the moment. I think Iowa could lose this Saturday. I really do to Minnesota. So um, there's a lot of things that could happen, and Nebraska has no reason to be afraid of, of going into this thing head-on. We're talking with Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. Yeah, you mentioned Iowa. Obviously, they get that, um, we'll call it, uh, gutty win against Wisconsin. That's the nice word for ugly, right? <laughs> um, that is a well. game. <laughs> Obviously, both of those teams are on the back end of Nebraska's schedule. I think a lot of people looked at Wisconsin early in the year as a game Nebraska likely loses. I don't necessarily look at it that way anymore. Um, did, did that game tell you a lot about, I guess, I mean, did this weekend tell you a lot about the Big Ten West in general? I know you kind of mentioned Minnesota and sort of Nebraska have their mm-hmm. destiny in their hands there. Um, but, I, I mean, we're probably looking at like a 7-5, and 8-4 and four Big Ten West champ, right? Absolutely, yeah. You know, there's a chance with Iowa where Iowa runs the table and they finish 11-1. and one. Sure. I mean, that's possible. Um, I would be surprised, um, but Iowa's got a shot to go nine and three or ten and two. You know, if Iowa goes nine and three, and um, you know they they lose a couple of more games, they they may not win the Big Ten West and still go nine and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's possible for them. Um, you know, I think I think there's um, I don't know what the right word to say. I I, I think Iowa is a very very well coached team in a lot of ways, and certainly they went up to. Wisconsin and, 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 and thoroughly outcoached Wisconsin. And to Luke Fickle's credit, um, I posted that. He must have been listening to me. I'm kidding. <laughs> he said it like four times in the press conference. No, I think he, he subscribed did. to your articles. I'm telling you, it's just 
I, I'm, I think he was playing regret live in his head as the, his post-game press conference was going on because, you know, at one point he said, um, you know, maybe we underestimated the, how good their defense was or, you know, we threw, we threw the ball eight times in a row and you don't want to do that. They threw the ball 50 times against Iowa, 30 times with a backup. Um, you don't do those things against Iowa in that kind of weather and wind. You know, Washington could do that, I think, and win a game. But I don't know what Wisconsin was thinking. They weren't. You know, I just don't. I just don't think they were. They were. They were uh, dialed in the way that they should have been, and and it reflected in the way that they played the game. They should have won that game by ten points. And and they just, you know, Iowa. Iowa knows what they are, and they know how to. You know, and, and uh, Papa Ferentz went over there, and I think told his son run the ball. You know, <laughs> at one point in the fourth quarter there, and. And that, you know, I think that got it done. Um, you know, his son can get away from that at times because he's just trying to gain yards. And so that you know, Iowa managed the game really well, and I thought they played really well, coached really well. Um, the the way you beat Iowa is you you've got to run the football, and then you've got to you've got to hit a couple of deep shots. That's just how you do it. And uh, you know, Wisconsin was not able to do either thing. So we'll see what Wisconsin is going forward. Uh, that's a tough team to beat up there. I don't care where you play them and when you play them. Uh, it's a tough team to, play, uh, to beat up there, especially in November. Um, you know, Iowa's Iowa. You've you, you got to find a way to get turnovers off of that, that quarterback, and, and uh, they're going to protect him really well, but you've got to find a way to make him throw into a window and, you know, get a couple interceptions. Uh, you know, I think um, Purdue's got one good game left in it, and I don't know, maybe that'll come against Nebraska, just like I thought Illinois had a good game in it, and it came against Maryland. Mm. You just don't know when that game's going to come, and I think Purdue's got the pieces to beat somebody pretty good, including Nebraska. I just don't know when they're going to play that game and, and, and who it's going to come against. And then uh, Northwestern's a wild card. Hard to know what they're going to do this week. Uh, hard team to read. Uh, I think they play hard. That's good. And then Maryland is uh, what you're hoping with Maryland when you play Maryland is that you're gonna you're gonna get a team that's beat up and 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 worn down so you can run the ball at them. And then Michigan State, Michigan State actually has a, is very similar to Nebraska. You watch them play and you're like, there's a lot of components here that seem comparable, but you know they are where Nebraska was last year. Their uncertainty, there's a lot of things going on. They don't know who their head coach is going to be. And I think once they play Michigan this week and then they play another game, I, th- I think they're going to be pretty beat up too. So I think Nebraska's schedule is, is, is more than manageable, more, than, more manageable than it will be next year for sure. Sam, is there any part of you that's like, you know, let's get Nebraska to 7-5, and five, but maybe we let Iowa go take the beating in Indianapolis? Because <laughs> like, I'll be honest, like maybe that's a loser mentality, but I'll be honest, I've sat here a couple times thinking, like, yeah, Nebraska could go to Indianapolis. Is that really what we want to see, though, against a Michigan and Ohio State or a Penn State? I mean, have, has that thought process gone through your head at all? No, it hasn't, but I understand what you're saying. Um, and, you know, for Nebraska to, to make it to the uh, the Big Ten Championship, which, you know, if they won the West, they do that, they'd have at least eight wins and maybe nine, and, and you're putting yourself in tremendous position for a Big Ten bowl game, mm-hmm. and I think that's where you want to be. Fair. Um, Fair. Not that there would be anything wrong with any bowl game, right? They'll go play in the guaranteed rate game at midnight in Phoenix if they have to. Sure. Um Especially if that's a big cold game, that'd be great to see Nebraska play in Iowa State or something like that. But um, what I'll say is that you know if they have a chance to go to a to a, a New Year's Day game or something like that, of course you want that. 
I think I, if if I was going to handicap it, I, I don't think Brett's going to be in that position. I think somewhere along the way they're going to lose a game they shouldn't. They shouldn't. You don't. People maybe don't think they should. Um, don't think that'll happen this weekend. Although I wouldn't guarantee. I wouldn't put this this game in the automatic win column. I think they'll be around six wins, and and they'll get uh, that quick lane or that guaranteed rate bowl game. That, uh, but a bowl game's a bowl game. They won't. Mm-hmm. They won't get any of them out of the out of the house. And being in that national view, that national eye can only do or work wonders for your program. We're talking with Sam McEwen. Sam, coaches were out and about this weekend actively revisiting with recruits during the bye week. And one possible concern uh, coming out of Ainsworth, Carter Nelson back from a trip to Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman has shown that he's been able to swoop in and get big names out of Nebraska before. So do you think his visit should be looked at as a big issue, or are you comfortable saying he wants to stay and play for his home state team? Uh, Evan Bland, um, our writer, talked to Carter's dad, and we'll have an update here shortly this morning about uh, about the visit. That's what we call a tease. (laughs) Yeah. So people can can go to our our website omaha.com and, and check that out I mean you know I, I think what uh, what the update will say is that you know he's still he's still locked in Nebraska and he'll be at Nebraska's game on Saturday Matt will was up there on Friday night you know I guess signing autographs there's you know obviously I think Matt rule is using a plane or something so uh, obviously Nebraska would very much would love to keep him in the fold. And um, and I you know they'll they'll put all the effort that they have to in uh, in order to do that. You know I, I understand wanting to go and take a visit and, and, and see something. Uh, yeah, I totally understand that. I I, I think there's uh, you know Nelson is certainly uh, capable of making his own decision and, and and needs to make that needs to make that mind up. Um, Notre Dame's quarterback is right now is he going to be their quarterback next year. He's gone after this year. So I don't know who Notre Dame's quarterback is. I'm not sure Notre Dame knows who Notre Dame's quarterback is. So um, on the flip side of the coin, I think you uh, – I don't know if Heinrich Harbour is going to be, you know, all-Big Ten guy, but, but I think everybody can look around and say, well, Heinrich's here, and, you know, he's here. So, we, you know, this is the guy you're going to be working with. Look at the way he throws to Fedoni and all that other stuff. So – I think Nebraska's got an advantage there. Obviously, Notre Dame is Notre Dame, and and uh, but man, uh, the other thing I'll say is that you know the way that the Big Ten's going to start setting up here really soon, um, you're going to play all the football teams you want to play, you know, and, and and so I think one of the things you can say to a guy like this is, um, you know, next year you're going to play in the Big House, or I'm sorry, not in the Big House, in the Horseshoe, and you're going to play a, in, at USC. Uh, now Notre Dame's going to get to play at one, but they're not going to play at both, and they're not going to play the schedule you're going to play. And so anybody who wants to go to the NFL better well just come through the Big Ten and, and, and face this schedule because that's going to prepare you for the next level. So I think Nebraska will be able to leverage the Big Ten as a, as a, as a way of saying this is the best of the best. Notre Dame's going to play a lot of teams in the ACC. It's not going to be what Nebraska is. Sam, I'm curious. I know you're kind of talking about some of the teams that are coming into the league next year. You mentioned the, the West Coast Four and how you think some of them are maybe a little more Maryland than they are Michigan at this point in terms of the way they're set up. Um, I, I was mm-hmm. curious how you processed that Washington-Oregon game, which I thought was one of the better games just from an entertainment standpoint of the year we've seen so far. But obviously you got the undertones of both of those 
I mean, both those quarterbacks are going to be gone, but both of those teams will be in the Big Ten next year. Just how did you look at that kind of with that as one of the, the kind of background stories? thought it was a great game. Uh, yeah, felt like Oregon maybe is a little bit more uh, athletic and physical. And, you know, if, if their coach trusts that his team's a better team, which I don't know that he did, I think Oregon wins the game by six or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the coach needs to not play from like he's playing from behind. And it felt like that. It felt like it was a, you know, Washington was a 14-point favorite instead of a three-point favorite. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I felt like Dan Lanning, yeah, we're going to play aggressive, and I get it. That's the whole Oregon mantra since Chip Kelly was there. Um, but there's just a lot of times when, when uh, you know, you, you don't have to play with the underdog. And I think I think they kind of did a little bit. And it cost them, you know, at the end when you know, they should have taken the field goal before halftime. They should have probably taken the field goal in the second half. Uh, probably should have trusted their defense uh, more than, you know, hey, we're going to go get five yards here and win the game. But that happened. I think Washington is, is you know, really well positioned to be – uh, to potentially play in the college football playoffs. They've got a great quarterback, and they can throw the ball all over the place. I think defensively they're a little deficient, and I think they're going to run into Oregon State, and I think it's going to be tough. Or maybe they don't play Oregon State. I don't know. Um, they, they may not play them in the regular season. Um, there's really three teams in that league, and we don't talk about the other one as much because, you know, they're not coming here and – they don't maybe have the profile that uh, the four teams in that league. They do play Oregon State uh, on November 18th at Oregon State. So, you know, we talk about that league a lot. We probably don't mention Oregon State as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they're really good. They're a really, really good team. And so uh, they beat UCLA pretty handily. They lose at Washington State, hard place to play. Uh, That's a pretty good so team at Washington State, though, too. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. It's a great league. Uh, it's, it's ironic that <laughs> in their final year, they're the best league, and they are. And they were bad for so long or subpar for so long, were, right? Yeah, it's hard to wrap people's minds around, too. You know, um, I understand I understand why Georgia's still number one. That You know, I, Georgia hasn't lost in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Georgia's not looked like the best team in the country this year. Now, they may turn out to be the best team in the country because the schedule that, that Georgia faces and the way that the playoff is structured – Georgia will get 20-some days off before they have to play a playoff game. And Georgia in a playoff game is really tough to beat because they are they can out-physical um, their opponents, you know, and so they'll be fresh. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I hope the Pac-12 has a team there. Um, I think they will have earned that, whether or not that team is able to pull off uh, an upset in the league's final year. I, I don't know. But, but I think Washington and Oregon, that was a great game. I don't think Washington's going to be the same team next year when they come in here. I think over time they're going to have to figure out how to run the ball. I think it's going to be very hard mm-hmm. to, to throw it 55 times a game and, and win. But Kalen DeBoer, I think, knows that, and I think they'll make that adjustment. Oregon, I think, is Big Ten ready. I think they'll come in and... and yeah, they and run the ball really run. well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're a good team. They're right? good up front, too, yeah. Uh, they're very good. And, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that coach, who I like, you know, he's going to kick himself. Um, there was a couple, I think, games this weekend where coaching was just, I don't really know what was going on. I, I, and certainly in the Wisconsin game, you know, and I appreciate it. Pickle's a really, I think, stand-up guy. He's pretty honest in post game mm-hmm. about. Um, but that was another game where you're just like, uh, man, like what, what, what was Wisconsin doing? 
it gives it, it, it helps you appreciate who Kirk Ferentz is because again, they you can laugh at them all you want, but man, they know how to win games and they're really good at it. They rely on that punter. Why didn't Wisconsin go after the punter? I don't know. Well, they were setting up returns all day long. Mm. Didn't make a lot of sense. Go after the punter. Don't let him kick the ball sixty-five yards. Let him kick it forty-three. And you know you get you know you you get your yeah okay so why was Gunners get down there but he's not kicking at sixty-five. <laughs> And but they let him do it, and it's like you. I don't know what you're thinking there. Like that's the best punter in the country. He's gonna be, you know, all pro. What are you doing? Letting him stand back there and just bomb it, which he did like four or five times. There's just a lot of different things. I I just you know Wisconsin will will, will regroup and they'll have a different plan and they'll do something different. I think they got. I think they could lose this week. At Illinois. I mean, uh, you, you saw talking to me about coaching advantage. I think Illinois has got very good coaches. And I think they're going to – it's personal for Brett Bielema, and he is going to try to beat the brakes off of stuff in this time. Sam McEwen, Omaha World Herald. Sam, we appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Sam. Take care. That segment was brought to you on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotlines. Later on, we'll get to the War Horse Sportsbook Sports Cleanup as well. Ooh, get to a bunch of stuff. It's been a busy weekend. Fresh up. Even without a Nebraska game. So we'll have plenty to catch up on there as well. More for that Sports Radio coming up next.